You know, this is something I didn't say in our last Andor episode. And I'm just like, I'm just bursting into the gates here. We'll introduce ourselves in a second, but this is just something that's like, it's top of my page of notes. It's something that is like blaringly obvious to me every time I start a new episode of Andor. What a lame title screen. Like, <laughs> yes, like we've talked, you. I, I talked about like, you know, longing for the Star Wars fanfare and, and all of this stuff. And yeah, maybe it would fit here. Maybe it wouldn't. But this sucks. It's yeah, like it's, it feels out of place. It doesn't blend into the episode very well. They always stick it right at the beginning instead of giving us like a little, like you know, intro into the episode, yeah. and then it and then the music starts and it comes up and yeah. like it's just like tacked well, on at the beginning. And not to beat a dead horse, but I'm gonna beat the dead horse. Where's the orchestral epic theme? Right, like. <sighs> Everything even else, it's, whether it's, it's not whether the it's Star, got Wars the Star Wars fanfare or not, every Star Wars property to date has still had some sort of nice, whether it's super epic or it's kind of intense sounding, whatever it is, it has that theme that or orchestral music leading yeah. into it. And this, this is just sounds kind like of, someone made it in their basement. Yeah, it's bland. Yeah, it's yeah, not exciting or mysterious. It's just yeah, yeah. Hello and it's welcome. Not good. I'm Carl. Oh, you're supposed to say welcome to the Movie Man podcast. No, you didn't. I'm welcome. I'm Carl. Hi, I'm. I never introduce myself. Pete always does that. You're a big boy. You can take care of yourself. And and, and I'm I'm Brady. And welcome to the Movie Man podcast. There we go. The B okay. team. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll get a we'll get a, we'll get a yeah. dynamic. I was telling when 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 uh, Pete was trying giving me some of the equipment uh, for this first couple episodes, I was like, he was like, "Do you guys know what you're going to do?" I was like, "I have no idea. I don't think we want to make a carbon copy of what you and Brady do, so, but we'll have to figure it out." It might no, take a yeah, few and and for sure, like that's you know we don't want yeah, it's got to feel like, he was like asking its own. Me if I was going to do trivia, and I was like. No, that's like your that's thing. I might thing. do that if I'm sitting in for you, but yeah, I've not, done it a couple of this. times. There's been a few times where I've done the trivia for him, and it just never mm-hmm. feels right. Yeah, like it feels like I'm wearing someone else's underwear. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like a baby. I, mean, like, I like a friend. A friend lends but, you a bathing but, suit. I don't want to do it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's mine. Yeah. Like I and feel like, like I'm, yeah. I'm slipping in, I'm, I'm, I'm horning in on somebody else's territory doing it. Yeah. Okay, so episode two of Andor, um, mm-hmm. we get some more subtitleless Canary. Yep. And I think my guess, if you're ready for it, I'm ready for is it. Th- is that the Canari kids, because they're like, not savages, but they're like, I don't know, they're not living in nice homes. Like, they're these kind of, like, they almost look marooned there in a lot of ways, right? Like, they're all just kind of like, it's like a, a Blue Lagoon situation. It, it and, almost feels very Neverland in that there's no adults. Yeah. And so what I think, so we get we get a shot of this big 
abandoned and in many parts caved in mining operation. Yeah. And I think that these are the kids of the miners who died during cave-ins and disaster, like whatever, whatever went down there. And so these kids are all orphans now who, and this is the reason like their clothes don't look like they fit them. Like in many cases, they're too big because it's not their clothes. It's, it's the clothing of their parents, right? Like Cassian's Mm -hmm. got, there's, there's a shot of his feet and he's got like stuff stuffed into his shoes to make his shoes fit. And he's got like, instead of like normal shoes, he's got like uh, some kind of band around the ankle of the shoe tying Mm -hmm. it shut instead of Mm -hmm. a normal kind of shoelace. So that's, that's what I think is up with that. Hmm. But it's a cool theory, but also, I don't know. (laughs) Um, so there's a bounty out for Cassian now. Not yeah. not really a bounty, right? Because they're not offering any money, yeah. but they are Our excessive compulsive neat freak has gone above and beyond what he was told to do, and yeah, yeah. Oh, and shit is going to hit the fan, man. Yeah. When the chief inspector gets back, like he's fired. I am so excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. That's like I just want to see this guy reprimanded. Like that is yeah. That is what I'm looking forward to in the show more than yeah. anything. I, I have the feeling, especially near the end of this episode where like, he's like really taking charge. I've, I get the sense that he's actually going to get a promotion and he's actually going to become an Imperial officer. Oh, that's, that's my guess. He seems like he would want nothing more. Yeah. You know, he's very, like, I don't think, this guy doesn't have a family or anything. He is career driven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's all about that work life. Yeah. Um, something that's, that doesn't make sense to me in this episode, um, or isn't explained and just kind of feels, I don't know, like, off character maybe? Can is I that guess? Andor. Oh, it's about Andor. has let slip to so many people oh that he's from canary right when there's been this why does that feel off brandy because it doesn't to me i don't i just because it's so stupid like i don't know right like to me like they've come up with a backstory for him Mm -hmm. so that he can have he's from fest and and stuff like that yeah but it's like when you get close to people, you trust them, you, you tell them, you tell them things. Yeah. It's always, so a it mistake. doesn't, and, and no, he, he's, he can't foresee that he's going to shoot two guards of a, the, or of the company that everybody works for on his planet while being off planet somewhere else. And he doesn't know yeah. that he's going to be wanted and they're going to be looking for, him as his uh true origin so why wouldn't he tell people he trusts because I, I i guess i'm wondering what just like why it matters you know like if there's been so much work like if the consequences which i still don't even that's something i don't understand either like why come up with a story in the first place yeah like what are what what does it mean that he's from canary right like, why why is that something we're hiding Right. My some yeah, and that I think 
there, you have to draw in assumptions and inferences from what we know. Yeah. And from the second episode, uh, we end of the second episode, we know that he's he's from a derelict mining company, like the mm-hmm. their planet. Something's happened on that planet. So maybe something to do with why that planet is abandoned is why he has to hide who, who he who he really is. Which is a a bone that I have to pick about this episode too. And and I well, I want to ask you if you think that there's something else at play here or if this is like a huge like uh logic hole in this episode or in the show in general. So they refer to what happened on Canari as a imperial mining disaster. Okay. But if you do the math, all of this, like, so if you do the math, this, these shots, these flashback shots of Cassian as a kid would happen prior to the Empire taking over. And that is further proven by the fact that when the ship that crashes down that they go explore, the ship and all of the soldiers are bearing the separatist symbol. Well, not necessarily. Like, so we are five years out from the Battle of Yavin, which means we're 15 years after the Empire was formed. So... right. So if he's 10 there mm-hmm. in those in those shots mm-hmm. he's he could he's the I mean the empire could be could have been around for 10 years That math does not work sir Does that not work where no yeah that doesn't work No if he's 10 and, there and, then and that would only like in it, it doesn't even work if the mining 15. destruction thing looks like it happened five minutes ago, but it's clearly right. been like that for a few it, years. <clears throat> yeah. It's, so yeah, this, okay. this, all of this Cassie and Andor stuff as a kid mm-hmm. is happening during the Clone Wars. Then maybe their time, their, their timelines is messed up as me trying to explain it. Right. <laughs> or, or something else goes down on Canari after this. Right, maybe yeah. the Empire shows up and they they try to. Well, now you're showing your hand uh, the third episode. <laughs> well, no, because it's still not. No, no, no. Maybe the Empire shows up and they like re revitalize the mining operation there, and then something happens to that. Um, not according to uh, what's her name, Fess. Uh, Biz. The, the the mother figure oh marva yeah we're, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves to episode three but oh maybe i missed she, something in she, episode three she, okay we'll get to that when we get to, that to something in episode three that kind of alludes to what happened may or what potentially will happen sure okay uh tim's a bit of a jealous dick oh my goodness what a jerk like that horrible <laughs> best friend also horrible horrible he's probably not horrible a best girl friend, horrible boyfriend right yeah and jealous lover <laughs> just yeah because he's like at the bar and he's like watching from or sorry not the bar the cantina and he's 
he's like watching from a distance and you know he thinks that there's something mushy going on between the two of them well something there i think it's implied that there was something between them. there's some, some history point. sure well he's good looking she's good looking right like mm-hmm. you know that's what good looking people do but <laughs> um or so i've heard and i listen i want to talk about underwear yeah, there, I thought there wasn't supposed to be underwear in Star Wars. Right, okay, thank you. Okay, <laughs> see, I'm watching this l- late last night, and I'm like, am I some weird pervert? Because this is all that I can think about right now, the fact that we see her panties. And like George Lucas once said. <laughs> and that this is, well, see, and but I don't know, see, because, it, and this is, where it got, this is where it gets strange, because I, like, George Lucas talking about how there's no underwear in space, Um, So for those of you who don't know, uh, Carrie Fisher in the original Star Wars movies had to put gaffer's tape over her nipples because she wasn't allowed to wear a bra because there would be no bras in space, right? Like that was just part of his universe. Um, And that was specifically in reference to bras, Right, not under bot like you know bottom wear, and I suppose, yeah. So, but so so then what happens is so this scene happens and she puts her she puts her pants back on, and as she like walks over, I'm just like staring at where her nipple <laughs> should be because now I'm like trying to like I'm like if <laughs> if I can detect. If I see like a bra strap, I, did a, I was looking for like a bra strap, but I was looking for an exp- uh, nipple peeping through, popping through. Right, uh, which, which there are, which her nipples are slightly showing through her tank top. And so I'm like, okay, all right, I'm okay with this because, but honestly, had I detected, had I been like, oh, there's clearly like an underwire there, this whole thing would have unraveled and I would have been livid. <laughs> But I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one who was like going, oh, there's just, underwear in Star Wars. Like this is we we're just so hung up on a throwaway line from a behind the scenes footage. Yeah, we just canonized <laughs> George Lucas. We just canonized underwear. <laughs> Fruit of the loom is a part of Star Wars and and nobody knew. Yeah. Oh, so there man. we go. There's underwear. There is yeah. underwear in Star Wars. There's there's down there's waste uh pelvic underwear yeah i mean had there not been underwear in star wars this episode would have gotten an entirely different rating <laughs> you know so yeah um, need, can, can i can we just take like pause for a minute here and and talk about how crazy advanced and technologically advanced star wars uh is you know, space travel lightsabers laser yeah, considering rifles. it's a long time ago and the clock tower is man uh rung doing with yeah but i like- see i i i sort of took that as like a cultural thing i guess but like i feel like that's a job for a droid bare minimum yeah maybe <laughs> like this guy all- it's really don't get me wrong it was kind of especially after they show it show the guy like a second and a third time going up there and he's got like he's got specific form oh he's passionate and, 
and he's and like, like he's like he loves his job and it's not and like you know anybody's what? working watching on a him. scrap world that's probably the best job <laughs> yeah nobody's watching him he doesn't have anyone to perform for he's doing that because he's like he is passionate yeah. about what he does yeah he's and like he, admiral and he probably doesn't want to have to Mary take Poppins. Sp- spaceships apart <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wondered, and this is sort of like a, a geeky thing, the metal that that bell thing, if you can even call it, the xylophone bell, is made out of. Do you think that's the same metal that is eventually stripped entirely from Mandalore? It it looked very similar. I can't remember the name of it. No. That, that metal... So? No. Um, okay. Uh, the... Because that metal is is really rare. Uh, what man? It's it's eluding me now. <laughs> um, bez bez something mez beskar, not bezkar. Yeah, is it beskar? I think so. Beskar. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But okay. So you're saying no. Beskar. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Because beskar was mined on Mandalore. It it was very. It's the only place in the universe to get it was Mandalore. It was very um, held held very like personal to to the Mandalorian race. Like they didn't right. share it willingly. They didn't really use it for for spacecrafts and stuff. They just used it for personal armor. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, because no, that, and even, that would that would have been a, mining, like that's a large a chunk of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, that makes and sense. And it's hard to. Apparently, it's supposed to be kind of kind of hard to um, manipulate. Yeah, like me thrill. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, how many blow darts does it take to kill a guy? Apparently, a lot. <laughs> that guy was a pin cushion. Like, wow. These aren't super effective blow darts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, there's like 30 of them in his back. Like, everyone's shooting yeah. him from all these different angles, and the guy still just keeps swinging. That that whole uh, scene, seeing those dead uh, pilots or space space people, yeah, the like chemical <laughs> um, warfare yeah, type stuff. We've we've never really seen that in Star Wars, like the the dangers of crashing a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, all sorts of fuels and shit in here that the uh, gas is released and turns yeah. your body yellow after you inhale them and die. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty interesting because we've seen a lot of spacecrafts crash, like our main characters with super plot armor crash spaceships, and they walk away unscathed, and no, the the ship isn't leaking gas, and yeah. So yeah. it was kind of interesting to see, like, okay, this crashing a spaceship isn't a good thing, and yeah. this is why. <laughs> um, what's up with the kiss ass security guy? The the, the um like the, I don't the know, security guy the chunky guy the guy that's like talking to i, I the guy who we can't remember the name of the like the, <laughs> the second in command here and yeah. so this other guy's like the third in command and he is just like he has his head so far up this in, other he's guy's a chief ass. inspector yeah he's like yeah 
he's pushing he's pushing him because he likes the agenda he's that guy is pushing yeah he's like oh you know there's nothing more noble than blah 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 and yes sir there'd be no 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 greater travesty than to to not do, do something about this and and oh my goodness and and the best way to keep a blade sharp is to use it sir and like it's like wow yeah calm down <laughs> <laughs> like he's, someone's fishing for a promotion here you he, are you are coming on a little thick he he's he's reading the cards in his hand and he's reading the flop of the, the, the on the poker table and he's going i got a winning hand in this guy i'm all in <laughs> yeah exactly and maybe he is but i don't know but this guy like the main I, we got to figure out his name the main guy right the yeah. main security guard guy um he clearly like this speech that he gives them. He clearly wants to be a leader. Like he's got leader aspiration aspirations. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he has it in him. Like it's a whole, it's a shit speech, and like I don't know. I think he's like he's way 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 out of his depths here, and I think it's gonna backfire and screw him over. Uh. I'm just IMDBing the Andor page. The the guy we're referring to that whose name we still haven't remembered by the second episode is Cyril Karn. Okay, well we're just gonna call him Karn because it's too difficult to What's wrong with Cyril? I don't know. He's well, because I haven't I certain, can't see. It certainly it, so. seems like a Cyril. He's very yeah. Cyrilist. Yeah, that's his fair. Job. <laughs> That was a horrible. No, 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 no. That's, you know, you work on that. That's uh, uh, the only other thing that I have written down here for this episode is we get our first look at Luthen played by Stellan Skarsgård. And in this episode, we don't know, like, it's not even, it's not even laid out that he's the buyer. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a, it's easily assumed. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't I, for me. I feel like, yeah, like they're talking about he's showing up this day. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Luthen happens to show up that that day. But he is very mysterious. Like we don't know yeah. who this guy has allegiance to. We don't know. Like we just don't yeah, know much not, about him. He's not. It's not the same actor from Rogue One either. No. Which kind of makes it makes you have to make some more assumptions right what well, why because was luthan in rogue one yeah really yeah he was he was andor's uh direct report he reported andor directly reported to him uh... which is again this is after watching the three episodes i went back to andor because i was like is i remembered like a British accent dude that Andor t- reported to, and I was like, "Is that the same guy?" And I went back, no. and yeah, it's supposed to be the same guy. But this guy's like Stellan Skarsgård is better. Oh yeah, well Stellan Skarsgård is he's, he's, he's always he's always gonna be better. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, Do you have anything else so for this episode? Uh, I I don't. I think we you, you hit on all the things I think I wanted to hit on. The clock tower thing was felt a little weird at first. But then, after we see him another couple times, it's it's kind of like, a, oh, this is really cool, right? Um, yeah, 
we definitely get more of that kind of um, cloak and dagger feel with mm-hmm. um, uh, what's her name, Bix, kind of climbing the tower and using coded messaging to say, I want to send a secret message. And so, yeah, I, 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 are, are, are we rating? Yeah. Yeah. Winner win fail for episode yeah. two. So this one is definitely uh, more of a win than the first one. Okay. Uh, the worst one, first one being definitely a, a lot, uh, a, a thumbs down, a lose. Uh, I would say this one breaks even for me. Okay, 50-50. It feels feels a little bit more Star Wars-y. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, still not there yet, uh, but uh, it, so it had some better moments and uh, more enjoyable watch yeah, than for the first sure. one. I think this one was a win you? for me. Yeah? Yeah, I, it was exciting. It was interesting. Um I think that the this episode and the last episode, like we were talking about how nice it is that they are um, only 30 minutes. Having said that, I think they the two could have been amalgamated. Right? First episode and second episode could have just been like one episode. One hour pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but aside from that, yeah, no, I think it, um, it, Increase. I wouldn't say at this point, after watching episode two, that I'm super excited moving forward. I am more excited than I was after having just watched the first one. Yeah, especially with Luthen showing up at the end, I'm definitely kind of and realizing who he is, uh, kind of being a rebel kind of recruiter. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I was about to say wrap this up, sir. Do you want to? Do you want to try? Uh, like, follow, share, subscribe on all the places you find us. Yeah, Patreon, merch, it's all listed down below. But most importantly, mm. above all other things, let us know what you think of episode two of Andor. So, mm. you know, send us a message or... Do you agree with us or disagree with us? Yeah, yeah. You know. Do you and like, if, do you you like say, human manned clock towers? Should we bring them back into the fold? Oh, I've been saying that for years. Yeah. I'd say that job. In a world where there's not enough jobs for people to go around, yeah, get some guy up there with a hammer. Yeah. Banging on a drum. <laughs>